This is the Mr. J Underground Podcast Network. Recorded Hideaway Studios, Hemlock, Michigan. You're chilling with Mr. J. Chilling with Mr. J. I'm Mr. J. The Chilling with Mr. J podcast may contain language not suitable for children. Also, the thoughts expressed by Mr. J in the Chilling with Mr. J podcast are that of only Mr. J. You can find the Chilling with Mr. J podcast on Podbean.com, Apple, and Spotify. Please subscribe, follow, rate, review, and comment. You can also follow all the Chillin' on Instagram at Chillin' underscore with underscore Mr. underscore J. That's Chillin' with Mr. J and all the fucking underscores on Instagram. Oh yeah, there is also the Chillin' with Mr. J voicemail hotline. That number is 989-372-6169. Call it, leave a message, tell me I suck. You love it, talk shit, ask a question, or maybe you want to come chill. Anything goes, so just call and leave a message at 989-372-6169. Alright guys, have a good night. We'll see you later. That was fun. Thanks. Alright. Oh, man. It's cold out here. Damn. What the fuck? Where'd you come from? Hey, Mr. J, get any more of them? Take a big left. No, man, we sold out. Sorry, man, you gotta call ahead next time. Oh, come on, man, I ain't got no money, but I'm hungry. Let me get one of them take a bakes, man. Nah, bro, man, we sold them out days ago. You gotta call ahead, you gotta PayPal, you gotta do all that, take care of it, then we bring it to you, man. You can't just be out here begging for it. Oh, come on, man, come on, man. Nah, bro, I gotta go, man, I gotta go. We'll see you later. Come on, Mr. J, let me get a take a bake, man. I suck your... There you have it. Going to get weird right off the bat. My question, though, is what's weirder? Me making this nonsense or you listening to it at your free will? If you're listening to it not at your free will, shout out to whoever got your ass tied up making you listening to it. They really know how to torture a motherfucker. But seriously, this is the Chillin' with Mr. J podcast, episode 30. As always, I thank you greatly for pressing play and all that other shit I always say about reviews and stuff. No one's gonna do that. That's cool. I just do this for peace of mind. My wife's noticed that me doing this has made a change in me. I'm having a blast doing it, so I'm gonna keep doing it. Last week, I mentioned everybody listening on Podbean, and then this week, there's no Podbean listeners. Everybody went somewhere else. I don't know who's listening unless you comment. You can listen freely and you can listen in secret. You don't You can, don't have to be ashamed of listening to the Chill With Mr. J podcast. I listen to it like 17 times a week. I'm not ashamed.
We do got a great show for you today. We will have some fun with our new Mandalorian correspondent. His name is the Banjo-Lorian. We will get into his story later. We also have another show from America's favorite podcast game show, Don't Be a Douche. That's also later. Can't wait for that. I love that game show. Dick Dangleberry's gotta be the most energetic personality on TV today. Or on the podcast because it's a podcast game show. Uh, With what's up this week, I really want to take some time to get something off my chest that's really been bothering me for quite a while. I have a confession to make. I've been feeling guilty for like three, four years now since I've put chef owner on my business cards. But I don't consider myself a chef at all. I just think of myself as just a server line cook that made something happen with hustle. I learn more from seeing things done the wrong way than actually doing things the right way or getting taught the right way, you know? I don't try to invent new food or try to find the craziest ingredients I can make you like. I can't even use big fancy words when talking about it. Like, talking to chefs at big restaurants, I feel like I don't even belong and I just should go to the dish tank. Because I don't know those big words. I don't Google things. I don't do that. I learn. I get my hands on it and I learn what I want to cook to what I think people are going to want to eat. That makes sense. I can cook up some bomb ass grub in any situation. You know, I'm not looking to create new shit. Just recreate simple, delicious shit. No secret recipes. Just perfecting simple concepts with my own slight little twist on them as I learn from trial and error. I always wanted to go to school to become a chef, but money, support, or belief just wasn't in my cards at the time. People do call me a chef. I always feel great when that happens. Um, I don't consider it. I don't look for people to do that. I'm just Jay, you know, Mr. Jay's catering, and I just cook what you want and get it to you when you want it. I got to this point my own way. Just grinding, teaching myself everything, either by watching others, asking questions to others, watching other people fuck up, watching other people succeed, wanting to be there, or just trial and error. That's most of it, man. When I started cooking, I remember being in my apartment, and the first thing I ever cooked, and I was like, proud like it tasted good, was some fucking Alfredo noodles, or some Alfredo sauce out of a can, excuse me, some fettuccine noodles, I boiled them, and didn't fuck them up, and then I cooked some chicken on a George Foreman, okay? I mixed it all together and thought I had like a candlelit bomb-ass dinner back when I was like in my 20s, okay? So now I actually know things and I can teach things to people about cooking, but we got to be together, you know what I mean? I'm not smart brain-like. I'm smart movements, action, responding, quickness. That's what made me a great line cook, a great bartender, great server. Boom, 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 boom. Nothing can, nothing can slow me down when I'm in that zone. I just roll off it and go with whatever happens, you know what I mean? I've been an asset at a lot of restaurants. That's what made me realize I can be my own asset and hustle for my own cash flow and work at my own speed or not work at all or work every day or whatever, man. It's great. I don't like to disrespect people that paid to go to school to become a chef by just proclaiming myself one because I can cook. With Google and YouTube, anyone can watch and cook shit just like on TV. Let me tell you what, it's super fucking easy nowadays to cook for two, three, or four people if you want to, okay? You just have to write it down, watch it, and follow the instructions, okay? There's no pressure. There's nothing. You know, you're just cooking for your family. It's fun. Oh, this is going to taste good. Rachel Ray told me this. Guy Fieri's taking me to Flavortown. You know, that's cool. That's great. It's awesome to cook for yourself and cook for your family, and that's what made these people successful is bringing that to you and making you 
you want to do that. It's a little different to feed a couple hundred people that are paying for your food and have been thinking about this day for seven months while you got these days all throughout those seven months and to follow through and make them happy. That is not easy. That is cooking. And people that think it's just easy to own a restaurant, good luck. It's not. It is the most expensive goddamn thing there is you can do. And I give respect to people that got money to do it. And I wish I could. I would love to have a bar restaurant. But it ain't in my cards. My cards is low overhead. I met the right guy, the right businessman that came from the same place as I am. So he's giving me a chance to get where I gotta go. Without that, I'd still be miserable at HSC. I'd be working for someone that don't fucking just takes me for granted and busting my ass. You know, that's what I'd be doing. I put it on my business cards, not actually thinking that I was, but just because it sounds good, you know? But by doing that, when I look at it, it makes me keep trying harder and harder and harder to live up to that label that I've basically given myself. I do love cooking for sure. I do it every single day, one way or another. I think about lunch when we're eating breakfast. I think about dinner when we're eating lunch. I think about the next day when we're eating snack. I mean, I'm always thinking about the next meal. So, I mean, I guess maybe I am a chef. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I am. I guess I act like one. I think like one i'm a fucking arrogant prick i think i know everything i don't know shit like i stopped caring about wanting to be a chef and i got when i went to the restaurants and i was in south carolina and i was with a totally different other people way of living way of everything and i fit right in all because of cooking and hustle that's why i love this business restaurant food business catering whatever you want to call it being able to meet new people constantly every time i'm at a party in the store anywhere i go i just love talking to strangers that's the best part about feeding people there's always new people with the people that they're feeding so you meet new people every time if it's one or two or if it's 40 i don't know you never know. We were supposed to learn not to talk to strangers, you know, learn that as a kid. But apparently, I didn't listen to that either. I don't listen to much except for all my own shit going on in my brain, you know. Wanting to get this off my chest actually led me to Googling the definition for chef. And it is. A professional cook, typically the chief cook in a restaurant or hotel. Hmm. I don't have a hotel or a restaurant. I kind of do. I don't know. I guess I don't know what you could I have a kitchen that's what i consider it with a little place that i used to have parties at i definitely am the chief cook around here but i also the only person around here so i mean whatever take that as it is even the most asshole arrogant chef can still get people come work under him no one wants to learn the way of mr j's because it's hustle it's earning your way it's not just saying you've done this and getting this much it's gonna be just like i've got it you're gonna earn your way and when you do get to the mountaintop we're standing there fucking high-fiving chest bumping hugging the shit out of each other but it ain't just gonna happen overnight for me i'm still working on it and i know i can't get to the next spot without getting a team under me and maybe that means i gotta change how i go about things a little bit i don't want to do that i'm stubborn and how i go about things has gotten me to where i am so i think it's just a matter of just keep doing what i'm doing chef or not i don't care i love people i love food and i love when you get them both together I felt great. But I wanted to get that off my chest because people, chefs, talk to chefs. I interact with people and sometimes people don't give a shit. I've met the most respected chefs at the nicest restaurant that are cool with you and I've met ones that treat you like shit because you're not chef from Le Cordon Bleu or fucking Culinary Institute of America or whatever. I don't know. I know what I am certain of is that I'm, I will put myself up against anybody anytime when we got a menu laid out and we're all cooking the same shit and we know what's going on and it's coming in. I've been there, I've been in the battle, and I love doing it. That's the best, that's why I want a restaurant is to short order cook. That's the best part about doing it. I don't like, I just like not thinking and reacting. Now here I am owning a business, running a podcast, thinking too much, and having a great time. What we don't have to think about this week 
is Lions fans. We should probably check in with them first right here when we get started with sports. Yeah. Let's get that out of the way because, um, yeah. Let's check in on the Lions fans. Hey, what's in there, man? Detroit Lions. Smells like garbage. Yeah, we love to watch it burn. Alright, seems like they're just, um, par for course. Speaking of par at courses, how come all summer I suck at golf? That every year when season winds down, I feel like I start to figure it out. Only to come back the following season to be just fucking garbage at golf again. I don't know. Drives me nuts. I love it because it keeps me coming back. Just when I think I'm going to quit and play softball again, I have a good few rounds in a row at the end of the year and I'm back for more. I've learned it all comes down to concentrating, really. When I'm relaxed, I always golf better. When you're not thinking about something, when you don't got shit on your mind, when you're not stressed, it's hard to be that way all the time. So I don't golf good all the time, but I do love going out and golfing. It's fun. I got to recently golf a few different rounds with a few different friends. That's been a little while since I golf with. That's always fun. Just getting out of the course, even shitty golf on a beautiful 70 degree day in november it's better than anything man it really is no matter how bad i suck at golf a beautiful day on the golf course with good friends it's one of the best things you can do you know other than a good time with your family i guess it's all the same speaking of golf how come all the old retired fucks that golf every day all fucking year long fucking always come to the lesser courses when their courses when their big fancy courses with their fucking collared shirts and you gotta wear pants and shit when their course is closed because they close as soon as it gets 30 degrees and we don't want to ruin the course but then the other ones are still open they all fucking come there and try to put their fucking country club attitudes on our fucking public courses over here pisses me off this whole week I had to check fucking old dudes trying to skip in line while we're waiting or trying to hit into me or trying to just take my ball like it's fucking theirs. Fuck you, bitch. It's not your turn. Wait for me to hack it up, you fuckhead, and watch that shit. Or wait till next year or take your old ass to Florida and fucking warm them bones up. Sorry. I don't mean to disrespect any old people or disrespect anybody, but some people give every people a bad name. And when it fucking happens to me, I call it out on here. I could sit home and bitch about a lot of shit. I don't. That's why I started a podcast. <laughs> Duh. To bitch about shit. And you can listen, and if you like what I'm bitching about, you can bitch along with me, or you can bitch at me, or whatever. You know what I mean? We got a little serious today. We checked in with sports. Why don't we check in with a word from our sponsor, and then we can get right to uh, seeing what the Bangalorean's up to, and seeing um, who's the ultimate douche of the week this week. Too many people to feed, no damn time to do it. Call Mr. J's Catering, 989-493-0440. Mr. J's Catering makes your party pop. Damn it, this damn chair. Get a new one, I promise. I've been saying that for 30 episodes, but I will. All right. Welcome back to the Chilling with Mr. J podcast. I'm excited about this one because I love watching The Mandalorian. So I wanted to get a Mandalorian expert, correspondent, whatever. I think we might have hit, hit this one on the head here. I'm happy to welcome our new weekly correspondent. Here we go. 
Okay, so this is the segment where I was going to have a Mandalorian correspondent. And my producer, uh, scratch that, my former producer doesn't even know what I was talking about for one. So he's going to go on an adventure trying to find a Mandalorian correspondent. Told him to keep it close, keep it only a couple parsecs over. And I told him to start on the forest moon of Endor. To begin with. Anyway, he didn't know what I was talking about. He went on this journey. He didn't find a Mandalorian correspondent. He found some kind of wannabe Mandalorian. I guess he calls himself the Banjo-Lorian. So he's a bounty hunter. He's from, not from the forest moon of Endor, which I told him to go find an actual correspondent to the Mandalorians. But he went to Tatooine. He likes to drink, party it up a little bit, likes the live music. So he found the Banjo-Lorian in a cantina on Tantooine. Anyway, one thing led to another. They became friends. He tried to get his job back, gave me the guy's number, said he'd love to talk anytime. So I guess that's what we're going to do here now until we find a Mandalorian correspondent. We're going to see what the Banjo-Lorian is all about. Maybe he's for real. I don't know. Let's talk to him anyway. Let's give him a call. He's got a old 517 area code. I don't know. Tatooine didn't think that was that close. Where's the phone at here? I haven't used one of these in a long time. Uh, all right, let's see if I can still remember how to use this thing here. Okay, hold on. I got it. I got it. Maybe I don't know what time it is on Tattooing. I don't know the time difference. Uh, my producer wouldn't come back. He gave me the number to the Bangalorean, told me to go F myself. I'm never coming back to this studio again. I hate you. But at least he gave me the Bangalorean's phone number. That's why I don't know. Maybe it's a joke. Maybe it's real. I don't know. But let's see. This is the Bangalorean. Is there anything I can do? Hey, Bangalorean, glad you're home. Couple questions for you, buddy. Why banjoing and not uh, killing? Cannot play in the cantina band. I used to date the fleet singer. Oh, I hear you, man. I had a thing for singers, too. What about maybe thinking about you teaming up with the Mandalorian and running for president in 2024? I could not run for president in 2024. I wouldn't have time for Nevada to count the votes. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. The banjo life sounds better than the presidential life. Who would want that job? Okay, one more question before we let you get back to your whatever you're doing over there. Tantooine. It's the question everybody wants to know. How cute is little baby Yoda? I must know. I'm sorry, did you say how cut is little baby Yoda? His species can move things with his mind so he's incredibly cut cute or did, did you say cute yeah he's actually pretty cute well bangalorean you are right he is cut he is cute he is widow baby yoda that's why we watch we'll talk to you next week bud have a great week this is the way i've got to go i've got a bounty hunter meeting at six <laughs> Well, there you have it, man. The Bangalorean. That was pretty cool. Hopefully he'll answer next week. We'll keep calling him and we will try to talk to him every week about the Mandalorian. Maybe we'll ask some questions about life. Maybe we'll just hear some picking. He sounds like a fun guy. Maybe uh, one of these days I'll get the old ship fixed up and I'll be able to hop a couple parsecs over and um, have a gold sarsaparilla with the Bangalorean. But until then, I guess we're just going to keep trying to call him back every week. Hopefully he answers. Hopefully he doesn't get too busy. We'll see. If you're too busy to cook for your family, or you're too busy to feed that party you've been planning, maybe you want to hear this from our sponsor. Thinking about having a party? 
not really sure what you want to feed them, but you're for damn sure you don't want to cook for them. Well, Mr. J's is here to help. Affordable, delicious catering any day, any week, any year. He'll cook you anything under any budget, and that's a guarantee. Call today, 989-493-0440. Or as always, email any questions to mister.jcatering365 at gmail.com. Mr. J's Catering is here for all your party needs. We got you, dog. Welcome back to the Chillin' with Mr. J podcast. I'm Mr. J, and I'm happy to be able to bring you exclusively on the Chillin' with Mr. J podcast, America's favorite podcast game show with America's favorite podcast game show host, Dick Dangleberry. And we have another matchup on Don't Be a Douche for you right now. Don't be a douche is a jack-off co-production in association with In The Butt Entertainment. Alright, welcome back to everyone's favorite podcast game show. Don't be a douche. I'm your host, Dick Dangleberry, and we have another fantastic mashup today on Don't Be a Douche. Let's meet our contestants. Contestant number one comes from New York City, way of Stillwater, Minnesota, and is the executive chef at Pierre LeBlanc Le Fofafifafo in New York City. Let's give a warm welcome to Liam Rotten Sacker III. All right, Liam, how are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself, pal. Hi, Dick. I'm happy to be here. I am missing the dinner rush, however. Fogras is on special tonight, and my wine sommelier called in. My staff, they ain't gonna be able to handle anything without me being there, because I'm the best. All right, I don't know what you're saying, and I don't care. I usually have whiskey and palmals for dinner. <laughs> All right, let's meet our next contestant. Says here, contestant number two is born and raised and currently is the head tight ends coach for Wimberley Wombats, the eighth grade football team in Wimberley, Texas. Let's welcome Doyle Winterton. (laughs) 
Hey, Dick, glad to be here. Looks like those arms are a little scrawny from only holding that microphone. A few push-ups a day wouldn't hurt you there, there, buddy. I'm here to crush skulls and win. Dick, that's what I do is win. I don't miss practice to lose. So let's win and let's do this. Yeah, sports. <laughs> All right, calm down. It looks like your blood pressure is rising. All right, let's get right into it. You know how it works. We ask these douches a question and the bigger douche wins. Let's go. <laughs> Today's question on Don't be a douche is how many times a day do you criticize lesser people so you feel good about yourself? All right, Doyle, you got it. Must be the wristbands. Keeps those hands dry. Those are to study those plays, dick. I don't move fast enough to sweat. Look at me. I only tell people what to do. All right. I do not care. Answer the question, Doyle. How many times a day do you criticize lesser people so you feel good about yourself? Well, that's easy, dick. All day long. Because the only way to win is to make people feel like losers. So I can be a winner. And they're losers. And I'm a winner. Win. All right, judges say... Oh, that's the wrong answer. We need a number. Sorry, Doyle. You lose. <laughs> what? That can't be. Those judges don't know shit. I call for a review. This can't stand. I don't lose. I'm a winner. I win. I'm sorry, Doyle, but this isn't small town Wimberley, Texas. You are a loser, and you are a douchebag. Bullshit. I was top performers of the conference, 1993. I almost played at college. This can't be. All right, calm down. We do have a parting gift for you. So here you go. Let's see what you got and get off the stage. This little box, what is this? Another whistle? I got a bunch of whistles. I don't want no goddamn whistle. Oh, that's unfortunate. All right, you know what that means. If Liam can answer the question right, he is a douche. Liam, how many times a day do you criticize lesser people so you feel good about yourself? Oh man, I do that a lot, but I need a number, eh? Let's see, we do like 150 covers a night. I tell my staff they suck at least half the time. Oh, they can't do shit without, right without me. I'm the best. I'm sure they are ruining my frog gras as we speak, selling all the wrong wine with every course. All right, time's running out, and who cares? Okay, okay, okay. My answer is 37. All right, Liam, you are a douche. All right. Now, Liam, this is the time where you get to choose from the $200 cash prize or from what's behind that door over there. What's it going to be? Well, Dick, that's easy. $200 won't even get me some weed, Adderall, Xanax, and some booze so I can date rape some waitresses later. Since it's only 200 bucks cash and a little, little more, 300 400 you know, now we're talking a little bit. I guess I'm going to have to take what's behind that door over there. All right, let's see what Liam wins because he is a douche. <laughs> Ah, oh, shift meals. <laughs> 
right, that is all the time we have for today. Remember, folks, don't fuck your pets and come back next week for a new showdown on Don't Be a Douche. All right. Don't Be a Douche is a Jack Off co-production in association with In The Butt Entertainment. Man, I love that show. That dick is electric. If you don't want to be a douche, you should definitely tune in to the Chill With Mr. J podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Podbean.com. And if you are tuning in and you get past the first three minutes, please just hit a star. Even if it's one star, I don't care. I want more stars. If you listen every week and think it sucks, I want you to know. I want to know it sucks every week. Tell me. If you want to follow all the chillin' at chillin' underscore with underscore Mr underscore J. That's chilling with Mr. J and all the fucking underscores on Instagram. If you want to call, talk shit, be a correspondent, maybe you want to call and come get your ass whipped at ping pong and have a podcast and have some fun. Do that too. Call the chilling with Mr. J voicemail hotline at 989-372-6169. You can call that for anything. Maybe you got some questions, whatever. And just remember, no question is a dumb question except for a dumb question. And there's no question that I get buckets. Swaggy. <laughs> this is the Mr. J Underground Podcast Network. Peace out. Better call me back, sucker.